your top stories on Blitz this hour. Bayern beat Chelsea while Barca are held by Napoli. Sako Makata and Fundondlovu hoping to take LA by storm. All to play for in T20 International Series Decider. The latest tennis action from Dubai and Mexico. And the European Tour heads back to the Middle East. With the series level at one apiece, South Africa and Australia will give their all in the deciding T20 International at Newlands. Going into the final game, both teams have questions to answer. While Australia's top order is one of the most dangerous units in world cricket, the middle order isn't quite as seasoned and can be susceptible under pressure, as was the case in their previous game. And with one eye on the T20 World Cup, they'll use the match to iron out those issues. You know, every game between now and the World Cups, um, you know, important in working out our combinations and, and how we're going to go about it. But, I mean, our number one goal over here is to win a series and tomorrow high pressure um, against a really good side in their home country. You know, it doesn't get more realistic as a, to a World Cup final than that. So, um, it's a lot to play for tomorrow. Um, you know, I thought... Both games we've, we've played pretty well for a lot of it, um, so just trying to continue that like a tournament player, you've got to be up for every game. For South Africa, the middle order also remains a concern. Rassi van der Dersen played a useful hand from number four in the previous game and Mark Boucher will hope that he can continue in a similar fashion. In the bowling department, there's a tendency to blow hot and cold. And if the unit is able to string two good games together after sparkling in Port Elizabeth, it will be a source of a lot of confidence. And Kahiso Rabada's return to the side has definitely come at the right time. Yeah, obviously it's great to have him back. I think, you know, he's excited about going forward now. Um, you know, I haven't sat down and had a chat with him, but he's already... I think he still understands that he's got a big role to play for us. Um, he's still seen as a leader amongst all of us. Um, he is a, one of our most senior players in the team. So, I mean, he's still got a lot to offer us and yeah, he's excited to just play again now. Yeah, obviously, you know, brings a lot of, a lot of experience back into our team. Um, and obviously, they can help guide um, the, more, the more, the younger players in the team. Um, you know, so it's great to have them back. Their knowledge will help us going forward. Um, yeah, it's just great to have them back and, you know, obviously they're bringing in fresh energy. The T20 International Series between South Africa and Australia comes to a head in Cape Town. Catch the third and final match of the series live on Supersport. The second of three one-day internationals between Sri Lanka and the Windies takes place in Hambanatota. The Windies will be wondering how they came out of Game 1 on the wrong side of the ledger after they had had Sri Lanka 8 down, needing 28 to win. But cool batting with the tail by inexperienced Wanidu Haziranga with 42 from 39 balls steered them home with a wicket and 5 balls to spare. Windies had set them 290 after opener Shai Hope had made a solid century. However, the middle order failed to kick on and they squandered a strong position at 172 for 2 in the 35th over, losing 5 wickets for 68. 
It was only a stand of 49 from 22 balls by a young Kimo Paul and Hayden Walsh that dragged them closer to 300. The Windies allowed the Sri Lankan Opus far too much leeway in the opening game as they laid a solid foundation. Karen Pollard will be wanting more discipline from his new ball bowlers in game two. On the other side of the ledger, Sri Lanka dug a deep middle order hole with failures from Kusal Mendes, Angelo Matthews and Dananjaya Silva, which put young Hassan Ranga under pressure, to which he responded brilliantly. The record between the two teams couldn't be closer. The Windies have won 28 times, Sri Lanka 27. However, recent history favours Sri Lanka. The Windies have won just two games since 2008. Their last win in Sri Lanka was back in August 2005. After their slender one-wicket victory, Sri Lanka take a 1-0 lead to Hambantota for the second ODI against the West Indies. Bangladesh and Zimbabwe turn their attention to the ODIs now with the first taking place on Sunday. The action comes to you live on your World of Champions Supersport. India will look to bounce back against the Black Caps in the second test taking place in Christchurch. Catch the action live on your World of Champions. The ICC Women's T20 World Cup action continues when England take on Thailand and the Windies battle Pakistan. Catch both matches live on your World of Champions. Second seed Stefanos Tsitsipas began his Dubai duty-free championship campaign with a match against Spaniard Pablo Carrena Busta. The pair had met once before in Barcelona in 2018 when the Greek won in two sets. Tsitsipas, who won his fifth career title in Marseille on Sunday, took the initiative in the first set with a break of serve in the second game. Carrena Busta negated that break with one of his own in the fourth game. Thereafter, it went with serve to six all, and Tsitsipas showed his current good form in tight situations by storming through the tiebreaker for the loss of just one point. The world number six carried that dominance into the second set and broke Karena Busta twice in the first five games. The only stumble by the 21-year-old Greek came in the seventh game when he lost his footing after playing a forehand. He recovered quickly enough to put the seal on a very impressive performance with another service break to complete a 7-6-6-1 victory. Fifth seed Roberto Bautista Agut met Jan Lillet in round one of the Dubai duty-free championship. The Spaniard has won all three of their previous meetings in straight sets. Bautista Agut, a counter-puncher who plays from well behind the baseline, took the early advantage with a break in the third game. He and the tall, strongly built Struff, who hits the ball with tremendous power, exchanged service breaks in the sixth, seventh and eighth games before taking it to six all. Struff was bristling with aggression and the tie-break and conceded just two points to take the first set behind some monstrous hitting. In the second set, Struff stuck to his aggressive power game plan and it paid handsome dividends in the 11th game when he clinched a critical service break with a superb low backhand volley. And a few minutes later, he finished off the match in style with a classic serve setup and volley play to complete a 7-6-7-5 win in an hour and 52 minutes and put out the 2018 champion. Four seed Fabio Fonini took on Dan Evans in the first round of the Dubai duty-free tennis championship. The Italian came out firing against the unseeded Englishman, reeling off winners to all parts of the court. He broke serve in the second and fourth game to move into a full-love lead. Evans, who slipped from a career-high ranking of 31 last week to 37, found some rhythm of his own in the fifth game to pull back one of the service breaks. However, Fonini continued to hit winners as the set went with serve before the Italian closed it out with his first ace. 
clearly oozing confidence. Fanini is ranked at 11 and coached by the first Italian to reach the top 10. Corrado Barzuti made the first move in the second set with his swift court movement and sweet grind soak setting up a service break in the third game. But a fired up Evans fought back and with some good hustling hauled himself right back into the match with the break of the Fanini serve in the sixth game and he carried that momentum on through the set to break again in the tenth game to take the set 6-4 level the match. There were two service breaks apiece in the first six games of the deciding set before it went with serve to the 12th game. Evans then squandered five match points on the Fanini serve before a deep ground stroke clipped the baseline. And after a view, the point went the way of Evans to close out a superb 3-6-6-4-7-5 win in two hours and 39 minutes. Eight seed Benoit Paire squared off against Marin Cilic in the opening round of the Dubai Duty Free Tennis Championship. Cilic went into the match with an unblemished record over the Frenchman. Four wins from their last four encounters. The 2014 US Open champion seemed well on his way to claim a fifth win. Two break points to start and finish off the opening set while saving four break points, much to the frustration of his French opponent. Per seemed like a man on a mission, breaking the Croat serve at the first time of asking before Cilic broke twice for a 5-3 lead. The back-and-forth nature of the contest continued with the 30-year-old claiming a third breakpoint in his set to set up a 7-5 win. With the match levelled at a set apiece, it was Per who prevailed in the end of the two and a half hours, with his next challenge being under Rublev in the round of 16. Having won in Marseille on Sunday, Stefanos Tsitsipas continued his good form in Dubai by winning his first-round match. Joining him in the second round, Benoit Paire, Nicolas Basalashvili and Jan-Leonard Struff, who upset the fifth seed, Roberta Bautista Agut. Day 3 at the ATP 500 Dubai Duty Free Tennis Championships will feature second-round matches including Novak Djokovic, Gael Monfils and Stefanos Tsitsipas. You can watch it all on Supersport from midday. The Netherlands' Joost Lauten hopes to reignite the form that saw him win the inaugural Oman Open back in 2018. Lauten's victory was the sixth of his European tour career, and he believes the Al Mouj golf sets up well for his strengths. Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling good, and it's always good to come back to a golf course where you've won, where you have good memories, where you know you can play well on. And I love this golf course. It's, it's one of the best golf courses I think we play all year. It's in great conditions. Uh, greens are firm and quick. So it's going to be a good test. You just need to strike it well, I think. If you hit the fairways and you can hit the greens from there, you can make a good score. But if you struggle off the tee, this is going to be a really tough golf course to play then. So, you know, hopefully I can play my own game and, and do well again. The Oman Open is now entering its third consecutive staging on the race to Dubai, having provided plenty of drama with victories from Lauten and Kurt Kitayama over the past two editions. And this week's world-class field features two-time major winner Martin Keimer, who's looking forward to teeing it up for the first time at the Greg Norman-designed course. I think in general, you know, playing more over here makes so much sense, especially in January, February and, and March. You know, we played in Saudi um, a, f a few weeks back. That was only the second time that we played there. Now we play here in Oman. They had the challenge to a final here, um, I think in 15, 16. So I think this, this is really uh, the future for, for the European Tour, you know, especially those three months. European Tour action continues with the opening round of the Oman Open taking place in Muscat. Don't miss it on your World of Champions. 
Florida is the next stop on the PGA Tour with the Honda Classic coming your way live and only on Supersport. Yamaha's Maverick Vinales concluded MotoGP preseason testing in Qatar as the fastest ahead of the new campaign, while Honda's Marc Marquez struggled with his bike. Marquez was forced to take one of LCR riders Takami Nakagami's year-old bikes as he ended in 7th place. Vinales completed 84 laps with his quickest lap time of 1 minute 53.858 seconds. Franco Morbidelli on a Petronas Yamaha was 0.033 seconds adrift in 2nd with Suzuki's Alex Rins a further 0.210 seconds behind in third. The MotoGP season is approaching with Doha hosting the first stop of the year. Watch the action from the opening round on Supersport. The third stage of the UAE Tour was set out for the climbers with the 184-kilometer race ending with a 10.8-kilometer climb to the finish line. The quartet of Umberto Marengo, Jasper Du Bois, Stein Steele and Victor Campanaz led the way from the 150-kilometer mark to stake a claim in the intermediate sprints. Du Bois managed to claim 10 points from the two sprints before the four leaders saw their advantage cut down to under 40 seconds by the peloton. With the final climb of the race in sight, Mitchell and Scott rider Adam Yates attacked from the front to lead the final three kilometers. Despite Tadej Pogacar's efforts to reel in the British rider, it was not enough to deny Yates his first stage win in 142 days. Yates finished ahead of the UAE team Emirates rider by over a minute, with Alexei Lutsenko managing to finish in third place. Don't miss stage four of the UAE tour from Zabil Park to Dubai City Walk live on your World of Champions.